We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to Shows What You Know, your favorite television podcast that breaks down all your favorite and not-so-favorite television shows. I am Jim Scampoli. I am Jacob Burrows, and this week we are here to discuss The Deuce, the new HBO show. Whenever there's a new HBO show, oh, the reviews. The reviews come a-rolling in, and they are always on the positive side. Uh... Isn't that correct? Are they ever negative? For like a new HBO show, like right off the jump? Um, probably not, right? Mm, that's my feeling. That's my feeling. But uh, I am not going to be much different because, as I said, we're talking about the deuce. We've only seen the pilot. Uh, some reviewers have seen more. I got annoyed because I was looking up someone's review and they were telling me the plot of the whole first season. And I'm like, don't, oh. don't tell me that. So this is our guarantee. We're actually not spoiling it any of what's going to happen we're just looking at the very first episode of the deuce and seeing what it's like what is it going to be like is it going to find a place in our hearts or just our minds uh what's your first take on the deuce jim uh not to scare anyone but it's it's not super positive um Mm. just as a pilot I'm I'm interested in where this is going, but as a pilot, to me, it felt kind of it, like in the end when it got when it was ended, I was just like, okay, uh, now what? Um, just because maybe I, I the main thing I didn't like I didn't like that it was an hour and a half, kind of for no reason. Uh, or did mm-hmm. you feel like did you feel like the running time was justified? Um, honestly, like it, I. I for some reason it just uh it just the time just went very fast for me and I don't know like it wasn't because it was like action packed all the way it was more just the scenes internally I think are all very good like each bits of scenes and they're not making it super dramatic it's just it's almost like you're hanging out a bit uh when you're watching it and as such I di- it didn't bore me at any point uh and Clearly, like, there's not that much going on yet. Clearly, they're building towards stuff. Uh, but honestly, it could have been one hour, and I would not have noticed the difference. Okay, that's fair. And I mean, I don't disagree. I think uh, for the most part, uh, all the scenes are well done. I just, I was looking for that hook. Because usually in a, in a TV pilot, there's always that, there's a moment where then you're like, ah, okay, now I see what's going on. And I guess I understand, like, David Simon's shows aren't, typically like that it is just more about let's hang out with these people but on first impression i wasn't super inclined to be like okay i'm all in for this show i'm not just not to say that i was bored or i thought it was bad uh but just looking at it as a television show and if i was like all right let's do this let's do this one season Although I guess it's a shorter season, so I think what it's going to be eight episodes, I believe. So yeah, it's not a, it's not as big of a deal as say some show that's going to be thirteen or twenty episodes. You're like, all right, I'm going to be investing some months into this. Uh, but then in in a weird way, it's almost like, all right, well, wh- wh- what are we doing here? Because if I didn't know like like whatever the Wikipedia or the IMDb tells tells me, I'd be kind of like, what is this? Sh- like, what's the show about? 
Yeah, and I'm I'm still like that. I'm sure our listeners are even more like that if they haven't seen it. We haven't even explained what the show is about. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on like yeah, what you said that it it didn't it, it didn't blow me away as a pilot either. It's only that it's like well it's it's well put together on a level where it's so nice and comfortable to be there. It takes place in New York in the seventies, uh, in case you weren't plugged in. And yeah, it's true. By the end of this episode, we haven't really got a clear like. Uh, like starting off point of where we're going but for me it was kind of nice i was only i was goofing a bit on reviewers saying it's like oh it's the new this it's the new that oh my god so amazing and i don't think people would be saying that unless it was these show creators which granted that's kind of fair we are going to expect more more from them the creators of the wire who are also behind the deuce um but yeah could you summarize uh well let's look at imd says imdb says a look at the life in new york city during the 1970s and 80s haven't seen any of that yet when porn and prostitution were rampant in manhattan and i guess that kind of is basically what's going on uh wiki uh gives the premise as in new york the violence of the drug drug epidemic is worsening jeez i can't talk it's early for me i'm sorry uh twin brothers vincent and frankie although this might have spoilers but i guess it's the wiki premise so Mm. i guess i'll continue uh, Vincent and Frankie Martino become fronts for the mob while operating out of Times Square, which is also the home of Candy, a sex worker who turns to the now legal emerging porn industry. Now, none of that is really in the pilots. Besides, I mean, n- not even the drug drug epidemic it barely is. I mean, there's drugs touched upon uh, in the pilot, but it's not pitched as this like, oh, my God, look what it's doing. Uh, it's more like, hey, this is so fun. Uh, let's do speed and let's do drugs because it's the seventies. Yeah, well, that's the you know pilot stuff. You gotta you gotta give it a positive angle there, and then it slowly it turns awful. But yeah, I, I don't consider those spoilers either. In fact, if anything, I think they should have put more of that in the first episode. Like, not necessarily make it about like every like we don't have to go halfway through the whole plot of what the season is gonna be. But even this thing of making like her move into the into the now legal porn industry i don't think there's any porn in this at all in the first uh like or anything about it being made i, I guess we see that there are some films being shown of a pornographic nature on on like mm-hmm. the billboards they're walking past but that's about it and as far as james franco and his whole storyline uh I, I i enjoyed watching it but i think i would have enjoyed it more if they just pitched it a little bit more as like this is where we're going Granted, we have the Wikipedia. We know who the show creators are. Uh, they are demanding and receiving a lot of trust uh, at this point. So, so yeah. Yeah, which is true. But it's just like you have to assume just for the, the average layman, the average HBO layman that turns it on. It's not like they're like, oh, great. I, show, I mean, I guess maybe they are. I'm sure HBO promos are like, from the wire, here it comes. But, you know, if, if someone just happens to turn this on and they watch it, uh, I mean, I, 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 I know it sounds like I'm shitting on it and, and I'm not trying to, but I'm, I'm more, my criticisms are more as a pilot to a TV show because this felt like a decent enough movie in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was feature length as well, but I'm just nitpicking stuff as a pilot. Uh, and m- maybe my nitpicks are kind of dumb because I'm looking for the, the thing in the pilot when they're like, and this is the bank we're going to rob one day. You know, <laughs> like the weird, stupid setup that sets up where you know the re- where the rest of the episodes are going. So maybe my nitpicks are kind of a good thing. Um, but then I, I get worried 
because I didn't watch Treme, but I watched the first episode of Treme, and it was kind of the same thing. And in the end, I was like, eh, I don't feel like hanging out with these people in the New Orleans jazz scene. So <laughs> I, oh, I checked I, out. I was gonna, it. I was gonna say, I don't know what that is, but I guess you answered it. Um, oh yeah, it was uh, another David Simon show, uh, and it was a similar feel, but it was like, you know, here we are, in New Orleans post Katrina. And here's a bunch of characters. And I'm sure it was a good show in the end. It just didn't hook me enough in the beginning where I was like, all right, hey, that's that's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, this show, I'm, I'm a little bit more in on. This fucking twin brother thing. Uh, James Franco throwing his hat in with Ewan McGregor from Fargo. Uh, yeah. Everyone's trying to chase that orphan black uh, cred. <laughs> that, I, I don't uh... know. Parent trap cred. <laughs> I don't know if he, I mean, we don't see enough of the brother, but initially I don't know if he's selling it yet where it, it's not like that worth in black where you're like, Oh, that's that character. That's that character. It's kind of like, Oh, there's James Franco talking to James Franco. Not well, to say yeah. he's doing bad in his main character that we spend a lot of time with, but I'm uh, waiting to see this back and forth and how necessary it is. Cause right now it just feels like this is an unnecessary character. Yeah. Uh, why is the why are they spending money on these effects to do two James Franco's in this scene? Yeah, like one is good enough for for us, especially as you said, he's doing a very good job as the main James Franco. His name is Vinny. We could start calling him that if we wanted to, but but yeah, James Franco from Timeline A is uh, like in this drama with his wife and everything, and then James Franco B is just kind of hanging out strolling along being a cool guy and i was gonna say something very similar like of how so far it doesn't feel like this needed to be in it simply because it's more distracting than it is adding to it like it's breaking the illusion more if we just had one james franco so far uh i think it would have worked a bit better because as you said they're almost like showing off in how they're like putting them together and like she's in the mirror but he's also in the mirror can you fucking believe it and i'm like yeah, yeah i can fucking believe it already i watched game of thrones last week I, I i believe you can do this okay do you have to do it though yeah so. absolutely and i mean obviously like since it does feel like it's a slow burn with the way the pilot is and the way these episodes are going to be i mean clearly there's gonna be some sort of point right uh <laughs> But uh, and yeah, like the basic like uh, what Vinny is the the barkeep and Frankie's the the gambling degenerate. Is that yeah. I'm just trying to remember. OK, so like basically what the episode tells us about Vinny is that he's like in a weird way. They're all, they're just telling us that he's kind of spineless and he's, he just gets shit on all the time. I mean, the first the opening scene of the show is him getting robbed, but he luckily puts the money in the drop before anything happens. Yeah. And, and we certainly get, get the feeling that this happens all the time. Yeah. And he conveniently gets hit in the head. So it's a nice little reminder of like, okay, that's that James Franco. And uh, there's the other James Franco. He doesn't have a wound on his head. I love yeah. when they do that shit. Um, so, yeah. And then he's being walked on by his wife in a way. Like, it's weird because they pitch him as, I mean, I'm trying not to use the phrase, but I mean, they pitch him as a cuck. He's a beta cuck. Uh, but then by the end, are you trying? Are you trying though, Jim? Because you use it every episode. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's the only reason why I was trying not to. Yeah. Um, but then by the end of the episode, they're kind of showing there's hints of more to him, just because it's like his wife then says, like, "Oh, well, you're cheating as well. You know, you're you're fucking around. You're never around, given you're working, but you know, there's still you spend time with your wife or whatever." Um, but. 
I don't know. Cause then, then, then he, I mean, I know I'm jumping around. I'm kind of going through his thing. He, he has his run in with a pimp who's, you know, stabbing an armpit of a, <laughs> of a prostitute. And he just kind of looks cause he can't do anything. Cause this is the same man that walked out when uh, his, his wife's playing pool with some, you know, young bucks ready to get ready to get the dick on and he can't yeah. even stand up for her. So what are you reading from this character? Uh, is, is it we're just seeing his weakest parts, but there's like a darkness that we don't know about or what's going on? Uh, well, I mean, what you were saying about the beginning is, I think, setting up that he is this uh, a bit spineless, but he's going to be moving towards being, you know, more spiny, which I I mean, that's even though it's a simple method, it's a simple recipe. I already look forward to when he's going to have more success and stuff like that. He gets a little bit of success here because he as soon as he says, fuck it, fuck my family, then things start going better for him. He uh, he figures out how to get more of a crowd into his uh, bar because he kind of he he works at a bar, but then he also is like in a co-venture in like an Asian restaurant slash bar, yeah. uh, which he is helping to make successful by putting out putting girls in tight outfits there. And it's uh, it's like yeah. the plot of uh, I mean, I, I, this is an American thing, but in Cinemax, we have the HBO has a channel called Cinemax, and people call it Skinemax because late at night they would always just show soft core. Uh, like naked girls, but the plots of the sh- movies were always kind of like, how are we going to turn this restaurant around, or how are we going to turn this car wash around? It's like put women in skimpy clothes, and yeah, uh, yeah it's working really well for him. It's just weird because, you know, we're kind of rooting for him because he, yeah, like you said, you know, he's being walked over by everyone, but then he's also walking out on his kids, like because <laughs> even- Jim, it's the seventies. Don't you miss those days when you could just walk out on your family, kids or no? Because even though his wife uh, is portrayed kind of as a piece of shit, she has a nice scene towards the end where she's kind of pointing out they both are wrong in the situation. And you think maybe he's going to get back with her, but he's like, hey, no, I'm going to go. Just tell the kids whatever. Tell the kids I was around and now I'm leaving. (laughs) So I think he does say, like, I'll see them again. And then he walks into the mist. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, you live on the other side of the river. You could visit. And he's like, one day you should see me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they clearly it's going to be more about him uh, starting to do like shifting into this other world of uh, porn and prostitution, which is I mean, that's what it's about. And that's what these showrunners are great at giving us a lot of different characters and then having them all come together in a weird way that we didn't really expect. Uh, I guess, again, to relate it to Game of Thrones. It's the opposite of Game of Thrones, where they, they're going to bring them together, and I feel like inevitably it's going to add up into something good here. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, they're also they, the other examples of him kind of being pushed around. He does. The mob are, are coming in to collect on debts that his brother racked up with gambling, but he's kind of taken the the brunt of it. Uh, he even gets mistaken for him at one point. And I th- I thought he was being. Tr- I liked how they played the scene when he first gets, um, you know, uh, prompted by the mob, like thinking yeah. they're thinking that he's brother, and he's like, ah, oh, no, he's in Vietnam. He's a war hero. And I thought he was just telling the truth, but he clearly he was covering for him because then we see. They have like a little rapport and a back and forth and they're on friendly terms. It's not I totally expect it to be more like I'm the good brother. Stay out of my life. You're fucking everything up. But it's just kind of like, hey, have a drink. Ha ha ha. You made four grand. Give me that. I got to pay this mob guy. 
Yeah, which is the the most annoying thing about Vinny that like if you're in the 70s and the mob comes calling and saying you have to pay your brother's debts and he kind of doesn't say no and he doesn't say yes, he kind of like, well, you know, maybe I can help out. Like that's the worst thing he could possibly do, I feel, cuz that's going to be what leads into the whole premise of the show, I guess. But I mean, he could have said no. And then faced the consequences of that and found found that he was inevitably drawn into it after all. But no, he's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Or as you said, he could have been at least a bit harder on his brother. But it's kind of like, are oh, you rapscallion you? Now I owe 30 grand. And with inflation, I guess that's $5 million or something. I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you brought up Game of Thrones. And in a weird way, my connection to it is like, there's this uh like romanticizing not just this show but in general there's this romanticizing of like 70s and 80s new york and times square and how it used to be so gritty uh and dirty and shitty and now like people are like now it's like disney you know all the tourists go there uh -huh. but uh with, with film and tv there's this like romanticizing of it and this show of course is doing it as well and but in a way like they they kept doing these wide shots like to show like look at the effects look at the money we spent to make it look like 1970s new york like look at times square um but i didn't i don't really like give me one of those and then just move on because it's to me it's not that important in a way it doesn't sell it as much to me like in a way game of thrones feels more real i mean obviously it's a fantasy land so it's a little easier to sell but uh, some of that stuff w w wasn't working as much on me. Given they didn't do it a ton, but they did it enough where I was like, all right, we get it. The World Trade Center is being built. Okay. It's kind of you're doing this weirdly not great CGI to show me 1970s New York. Now, on a show like The Get Down, they did it, but it had this weird fairy tale feel. So it didn't feel as off. Whereas mm -hmm. this show is clearly going for gritty realism that to me, it just, it's, it, undersold it to me and it didn't feel as real i don't know if you I, had the same thing or not. Uh, i mean i see what you're saying but it didn't uh, affect me the same way because maybe because of the get down and watching part two of the get down where oh, they have all these fucking animations and stuff to string things together because they were their budget was all messed up uh and then here uh, Vinny's just kind of walking through New York for I don't know four minutes or whatever and it's all like real as far as I can tell and people and the cars and I do realize like they wouldn't have to change that much to make it look that way but it still looks so believable and that's part of why I felt okay with just hanging out in this space for this whole duration of time. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I did watch a little of the uh, Michelle McLaren directed this episode. Woo! Of, uh, Woo! Michelle McLaren! Woo! <laughs> Breaking Bad, and she did Game of Thrones as well. A few episodes of Game mm -hmm. of Thrones, correct? Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they did go. They went to some part of New York uh, where they could. They just like blocked off a corner and just trashed it all up. So it was interesting to see that, but it was weird because to me, a lot of that felt like a set. But clearly, I was wrong when I watched the behind the scenes, but I don't know, but I don't know why I'm being so picky about it, but it just felt faker to me, but whatever. Um, so yeah, we, it, it, I mean, in true David Simon fashion, like, like when you watch the wire, you start to think, well, you know, I could clearly get a crew together and I could start dealing drugs. This isn't no thing. We you got these person, this person does this thing trickles down to, uh, the people on the street. And they're, they're, they are already getting that feel here with uh, pimps, 
pimps and hoes, if you will, if I could use the vernacular of the street. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we uh, towards the beginning of the episode, we, we check in with Cece and another pimp who I, I don't remember his name. Is it Cece? Is that the correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Gary Carr plays Cece. And, uh, you know, they're just they're at the bus station just doing their thing, looking for the new uh, like the, the biggest cliche. But I guess the cliche comes from a real place, comes from a real thing. Just hanging out, looking for the people from the Midwest coming to the big city and you, you trick them in by giving them breakfast and saying they're beautiful. And next thing you know, they're on the corner selling that ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, although I, Lori <laughs> turns it around. Uh, yes, they, they because, do. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's hard to. I mean, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, no, forget. It. I'm not even going to be that guy. It it's okay. an effective scene because it is the cliche trite. You know, you've seen it before. It's just the like, hey, where are you from, Kansas? Welcome to L.A. Welcome to New York. And but she's already like, no, I'm from Minnesota, and uh, I'm ready to make some money. I need a pimp to put me on the corner and, and help me sell this ass. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's why it works. It wouldn't have worked very well if it was just we go through three episodes of like, but just me, I'm just a simple country girl. And uh, very quickly is like we get more into the the reality of it. And I mean, comparing it to uh, The Wire, which is inevitable, there's a lot, there are a lot of layers in The Wire. And so far, I feel like there's not as many like interconnected levels and stuff here because we kind of have the pimps and, and the hoes and, you know, that's almost it. I mean, we do have the police guy, uh, like one or two police officers uh, who we get a little bit of. We have Vinny, of course, and some mob people. But, uh, I mean, there's some interesting characters that we haven't gone through, like um, Candy, of course, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who plays uh, probably the main the main girl of the show, uh, who is uh, yeah going to be turning into a porn star very soon. But... It's not like that. Like it's not that complex. It doesn't feel like there's an underlying level of tension in the way of like the police doesn't even really care about any of this. So, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of great tension, I believe. But the implicit promise of this is going to be like a fucking war over who gets busted or or whatever. That's not really there yet. It feels more uh, like on a personal level so far. Well, yeah, and because especially in a. I guess even if it was a movie where they'd have to rush things a bit or even maybe just a little bit more standard TV show, it'd be kind of like when the new girl shows up at the corner, they're like, get off our corner, fuck you. Or since Candy, Candy's whole thing is that she doesn't have a pimp. She's in it for herself, which for me as a viewer, I'm like scared every time. Like, (laughs) because even though like having a pimp's clearly worse, I'm just like, oh, no, either a pimp's going to like beat you up or. You're gonna you're gonna be in this situation with this innocent looking kid. And he's gonna go crazy, yeah. and uh, you have no protection. Um, so yeah, there is some like interesting things going on there. Uh, but yeah, you're right. From there, it's just more learning about the process because even then, like even the pimps, they're all just hanging out. There's no like, this is my corner, this is my turf. They just have their Cadillacs lined up and they're waiting for their hoes to come back with the money. Uh, and um, shit where was i going with this god damn it Mm, don't know but i was gonna say that we get to see a few more aspects i guess with abigail who's the college girl who like 
Yeah. For about like four forty seconds, I was so sold on like I really want to be in college in the seventies, man. It sounds so cool, man. And then they immediately flipped it around where they it doesn't seem as great anymore. Uh, specifically, they just she comes into the college dorm and then they're immediately gonna get uh, speed or whatever to to stay up all night and study. And just of course they drive to the worst part of town and uh, and yeah, she gets busted. But it's not really a big deal she gets let go this is all just a sequence of events to get her in contact with Vinny. yes yeah and i was wondering i mean they must have been going for a thing right where these are all different types of prostitution if you will because you know we got the obvious prostitution happening which is prostitution yes uh, then we have um yes abby sleeps with her professor and kind of mentions doing well on a test so that's kind of another form of prostitution, if you will. Uh, then even even uh, Vinny dressing up his... I mean, they do they comment directly on it, but objectifying the waitresses at the bar to bring in the business. And it's, you know, it's a little bit more uh, on the spectrum, but like it, tangentially, it's like prostitution. And then even with the cop in Abby, where he's has this interest in her, and that kind of is what gets her you know, where she doesn't have to spend the weekend in jail and get bailed out and all that. Cause he's like, Oh, let's go. Uh, I'll bring you home. It's too dangerous to take on the subway. And even the other cops like, ha ha. Yeah. Maybe get a drink too. And all I'm thinking is like danger. Oh no, this guy cops crazy. He's going to beat her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's all fairly innocent for the most part, but I don't know. I feel like they must be going for something there. Cause it seems like it's hitting on the, on similar themes uh, around each of these uh, points. Oh yeah, and I mean it's a hot, hot theme. They they picked well. Like if they wanted to explore these things of masculinity, femininity, prostitution. What is prostitution, man? Everything's prostitution in an unfair society, man, and all of that patriarchy, etc. Um, although the thing with the Abigail uh, sleeping with her professor, she does mention the test, but I also get the like they give the impression that she's just way too smart anyway i, do, yeah. I agree so with it, that i mean yeah the, it's like the the i think that would be like the stereotype would be oh she's sleeping to get a good grade but the it, the turning of that scene like we turned with the prostitute earlier is that no she's actually way too like she's super smart she doesn't need that so well yeah. and, and plus the way i read it i, I read that it was kind of uh really well done because i read it in the way that she's smart enough where it doesn't matter but the look on the professor's face is like oh no i owe her something even yeah. if she's not kind of playing with that but i mean that's just the way i read it uh we we should mention as well that uh you get to see quite a few dicks on this show they're oh, just yes. dicks right because they're not going to be the game of thrones thing where everyone complains later like Oh, we're seeing tits all the time. Where are the dicks? And if a uh, quick footnote on that, and I'll argue this to the day I die. A dick is not equal to seeing tits. All right. So let's stop with this shit where we act like that since you see like breasts on a show that you should see dicks because it's not the same thing. Now, if you're seeing like uh, uh, pussy lips, for lack of a better term, uh, that's more... <laughs> <laughs> in line with seeing dicks on a show now don't get me wrong i don't mind that you see dicks on this show and some of them are clearly like fake dicks right because i don't feel like you'd have a scene where someone's holding someone's hard dick <laughs> jim you've given this a lot more thought than i have <laughs> continue please i'm thrilled well i'm saying because there's two scenes where you see women holding a hard dick 
on an sure. HBO show. And I think they're clearly fake dicks um, because it would just be too bizarre. And then you see uh, a nice tubby man with a very small dick, uh, mm-hmm. which, which uh, like, hats off to you, buddy. Like, you're doing the Lord's work. But <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're getting the quota in for sure. Like, they are, they are straight out of the gate the dicks on this one we're up to here with dicks and we're loving it it's like mcdonald's over here with dick dick donald's but i'm just saying uh, it's, a, it's yeah. a smart move because you, you know i remember the think pieces i mean they didn't they showed what a diseased dick eventually on game of thrones mm-hmm. and, and and that wasn't good enough everyone's like oh it took this long to see a dick and it's diseased dick but you know hey they got dicks right out the gate it was the, the first thing of nudity i think in this show is a dick so mark that in your calendars everybody yeah, and I think I guess it uh, makes sense, especially because of the themes, as we said, that they want to explore here. You got to get some dicks in there, otherwise, all your credibility is ruined, which is a bizarre thing to say, but true. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we we have uh, like several smaller characters. Larry Brown is the other pimp, or one of the other pimps, who is a bit more strict than our our friend CC who is uh that's where you mentioned the the guy with the very the very big guy with the very small dick is uh, uh is with this girl what was her name Darlene um I, I mean oh, I know yeah, if you and they they work out a rape fantasy that's what you're talking yeah, about yeah. yeah yeah and I don't know the way I'm describing this if you haven't seen it is it's just going to sound like oh and there's this other prostitute and there's this other pimp and there's other prostitute and that's why I feel you're a kind of justified in what you were saying about the pilot as a whole that it's kind of like this and that and there's a guy who doesn't want to have sex he just wants to watch a movies wants to watch two, Tale of Two Cities and like it, yeah and eat pizza and he like enjoys it and I mean it's all exploring different aspects of what the show is intending to explore but so far we haven't really gotten that far um, yeah. yeah it's basically uh the the i mean and obviously this is by design of the show because there's a lot of great parts happening they're just not coming together yet and uh, i mean that's what they're hoping to hook you with i guess that's the hook i was looking for it's just not quite as apparent yet even from the pilot uh although it does seem like everyone kind of knows each other in a weird way but yeah like you said something's gonna come together and i don't know maybe they're like we're we're hotshot porn directors and become spooky nights. Well, that's what I would love. Like, yeah. and I call me crazy, but that's going to be more interesting. I think to see develop, it's going to be like uh, a sports movie or something where you put together your porn studio and you got to beat the other porn studios, but no, the pimps are here again. And then the cops are trying to shut you down. I mean, maybe I'm expecting the wrong thing, but just that with the level of realism and the production value and like not actually playing it as silly as I thought, I think that has potential to be a very good eight episode type show. Now, I mean, I assume because Abby, Abby is clearly coming off as a main character and they, you know, we go through her night. Like you mentioned, uh, she goes with her friends to get speed. She even kind of says she doesn't really need it for her friends. They send her to go get it from the dealer. She gets arrested. She, you know, the the the, the officer ends up taking her out for a drink instead. That's where she meets uh, Vinny. But then when she, I guess she stays up all night because she wants to hang out with Vinny because he's James Franco in the 70s and he's dreamy. And uh, yeah. but he, But he even is kind of doing the like, I ain't smart too much. Like he's, 
<laughs> and she's like, uh yeah enthralled yes yeah like because the new york version of that basically is what he's doing because he even says something like oh it's been a long time since someone's ever called me smart uh and they have like she brings up the you know objectifying the waitresses and he's like i don't know all i know is they're making more tips than they've made in forever but anyway she stays up with him uh and then goes to her test, but then I guess she's a little late, so she leaves. So are we supposed to read from that that she's like, "See a college life"? Like, yes, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> it's just—I thought that was a little flimsy because I kind of did read that from the scene, but I was like, "What? One night hanging out with Vinny?" And she's like, "I'm done with this." Well, uh, yeah, uh, maybe it is flimsy. We'll have to see where she goes next. It certainly seems. Like likely that she's gonna end up in the same type of pit that everyone else is, but she's gonna be like the intellectual. They're like, no, I chose to do this. I run my own. She's gonna be like a modern porn star who gets mad bucks online, yo. But it's not online. It's on the reels. I assume she's gonna be all about like philosophy and sexual revolution from within or something. Uh, because yeah, I do also get the the thing that like Vinny says, you know, college. What what you need to study literature for? You know, that's don't you know? You already know how to read, don't you? And she's yeah, like, I do already talk. know. You already yeah. talk good. Why are you going to English? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she basically checks out of there. But I think also, I mean. I guess the part where it adds up is that her friends are kind of douchebags and she already knows as much as the professor on that subject anyway. Uh, she could go off and do something different. If the thing that she does that's different is to immediately become a prostitute, that's not going to be super believable. But yeah. uh, at least, I don't know. Uh, so far, it adds up to me, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Because the show, like you said, even in short amount of time, they do get the point across that uh, she's very intelligent and you're right, she's already on par with her professor. And I guess it is kind of that thing of like, well, I'm going to class and it's boring because I know this stuff. But here, like in these streets, uh, I can get the whole new, I can get new, no, I get the school of hard knocks. I can get a little uh, education from that. Uh, I guess we haven't talked about Candy enough. Um, it's I, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is doing some good stuff. It's an interesting character because like we said, she she's kind of handles her own she's like no one's gonna make money off my pussy but me mm -hmm. i think it's one of the exact lines method man is uh pops up in a cameo as a pimp trying to kind of bring bring her over to his stable i think is what they would call it yeah. uh and I, I did like the like scene or monologue or back and forth whatever with she picks she has to pick up this young kid who's on his birthday and you know he's gonna get his gonna get his uh, dinky stinky and uh, of course, uh, she goes to put the condom on with her mouth and he blows her immediately because he's a kid. And that's what happens. We've all been there. And uh, mm. there's that nice back and forth where he's like, well, that doesn't you know, that, that's not fair. Uh, you I'm know, ready already. I can go again. And she's like, one, one ticket, one ride. And yeah. yeah, as you said, there's a good monologue where she asks, "What does your What does your dad do for a living?" And he sells cars. So she's like, "Well, uh, do you charge less if it's an easy sale?" No. And she talks about how this is her business. Eventually, it all like as you said, it, they were building the tension of like, what's going to happen? Is this kid going to go crazy? But no, he's just a total wimp through the whole thing. And then he figured, oh, I got a check from my grandma. Can we use that? And so he offers to pay by check. And she's like, only for you. <laughs> only for <laughs> What a you. heart of gold on this one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, 
the the other the flip side of that is that she does have a she has a kid who or son that lives with like uh, I guess her mother so his grandmother. Uh, that's a little kind of common ground. That's kind of what you see in a mo- like parts like this where it's like the porn star with the son that she misses but has to do her business. So I have to see where where they're going with this, but it's still like an interesting like uh, I guess duality seeing her with her fucking dumb wig like people in the 70s like these stupid frizzy haired wigs and then kind of more traditionally dressed up when she goes to visit her son and there's like a sweet moment there uh so yeah i mean like like i said kind of going through it there's definitely i'm realizing there's way more i liked it's just when it was over i was just kind of like ah what what's the thing what's the thing that's getting me but yeah in the end if it is just the characters and they keep up the quality that will, you know, that will conquer all because even things with kind of flimsy plots, if they have really good characters, it's uh, engrossing. So, yeah. And to bring it back to what you said about it feeling like a, a feature film, like, yeah, it's like a series of intimate moments and it's almost like if like something more would have needed to happen. And especially they introduce a lot of characters that never come up for a second scene, it feels like. If there, like, if there was a part two that was just as long, it feels like it could have finished uh, within two parts, uh, and that's kind of promising in a way. It would have felt good still, but it's definitely very character based in the, in in that respect. There's no there's no plot like focus here because it's all about like building good, believable characters, which can be enough. But it would also be the type of feature film that's kind of like very artistic it's not going to be a huge hit unless they manage to say something actually uh significant about the themes they're they're dealing with because yeah in the end it's like vinny's the central character for me i mean that's unavoidable and he like moves away from his family and then we see how this pimp who he knows like i that's what made the the ending scene great because he sees a pimp cutting this girl not killing her or nothing just giving her a friendly cut to remind her who's in charge which they also touched on earlier that you need to do sometimes even if you don't want to and then and, the pimp uh, walks away and he just kind of says it's like Vinny and like I don't know there's something there but could have been clearer but there's enough there where I feel like he's moving into this world and going to become someone in it that he doesn't really know yet oh uh, yeah that's that yeah that's a great point um and as you had mentioned because Cece is played up almost as like the nice pimp for most mm-hmm. of it. But then we see at the end, like, no, this is like real shit. You know, his quote bottom bitch uh, that he's been reassuring this whole time. Like, no, no, you know, you're, you're, you're still my favorite, my one. But then she's out in the fucking uh, downpour rain, like freezing and shivering. And he's still like, I don't give a shit. I don't care if you're cold. I don't care if it's raining. You get out there and you make that money for me. Uh, and yeah, he has he's cutting like her armpit because you have to imagine if he still wants to keep her on the corner, you got to cut somewhere where it's not going to affect business. So yeah. there's like a nice darkness there. And yeah, you're right. Like, and there's even that moment that I kind of liked where um, Vinny opens the door and he's got his like waitress side chick in there, but he he hesitates because I don't know if it's like a weird protection for her. Like, oh no, maybe he's going to attack her too, or uh, or he doesn't want to look like uh, a beta. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I don't know really what to read from it. Uh, maybe it's like a little of both. Uh, but it's a small little moment that uh, pops up at the end there. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so just in, in some of the stuff behind the show, as we said, I mean, Michelle McLaren, of course, contributes to it feeling more cinematic and feeling more like it could be a movie just on its own. Cause she's a great director. Of course. Um, there's some quote here where, uh, Simon said, <laughs> well, we're interested in what it means when profit is the primary metric for what we call society. In that sense, this story is intended as neither, um, Prurient or Puritan? Okay. It's about a product and those human beings who created, sold, profited, and suffered with the product. Poor and prostitution, pimps, the mob, after hours, uh, nightlife, in institutional corruption, and New York in its Wild West heyday. It's a world rich in character and a fascinating story we're eager to tell. That also like sounds like sounds great and sounds like a lot of nothing so uh it could be i like it could still be either it still has the potential and as i said some reviewers have seen more they've seen where it goes and we know that these writers can really develop and pull something together so unfortunately we don't get these uh screeners so we don't know but uh we're gonna keep watching i think and see where it goes because it's definitely enough where i enjoyed it and at the end i wasn't like which is even though I run a TV podcast, it's remarkable how many shows uh, feel like that, where it's like, even if there's a salt, like a very strong plot and they tell us exactly what it's going to be about, the execution is often so low or mediocre. And here the execution is so over the top that I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I, 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 I still... I still stand by some of my pilot nitpicks, but even with that, sure. I was from what I was saying, I'm still, I'm still in. I want to see where it's going, and uh, let's, you know, let's sell our, let's sell our vaginas. Let's just do it. Let's get on the corner. Let's make some real money. Yeah, and remember to get those dicks in there. I don't yeah. mean in the vaginas. I mean in the yeah. For you don't want to get criticized for not enough dicks. That's what I'm saying. They've learned their lesson. They've burn, been burned before. Okay, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, please do. Check out showswhichyouknow.com and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You can also check out our YouTube where we do our live streams nowadays uh, where you can join in the discussion. And as we've also mentioned, you can leave a review at iTunes and mention a show that you'd like us to discuss and we will discuss that show. Uh, This is a limited time offer though, so please do get those reviews in so we can schedule in the show you would want us to hear. I'm talking about any TV show at all, positive, negative, whatever you think of it, just ask for it and we shall deliver. Absolutely, absolutely. And don't worry, podcasters, we haven't forgotten about you. We do post the shows on our podcast feed, but I will say you do want to be subscribed to our YouTube because the shows will go up immediately on the YouTube and typically be up a little bit earlier. Very Um, true, very true. So please, of course, check out as well Jim and them on both YouTube and iTunes, Jim's podcast. And there's also Awesomepedia, awesomepedia awesomepedia.org, and my YouTube where I'm going to be putting up some more Game of Thrones content that's tangentially related to everything we've been discussing here on the show. So please check that out as well. And of course, you can always send your feedback on The Deuce or any other show that we've discussed to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Thank you very much for watching. Peace. Watching with your ears.